everyone, it's Trang here, and welcome back to my podcast, Tape This, where I interview local artists and learn more about them. Today, I have Susha Lancaster with me. I hope I'm saying your last name right. Um, Susha is a guitarist and singer, and um, just an overall really great supportive person in the Arlington, actually the DFW community. Um, so how are you doing today, Susha? I'm doing well, and you? Awesome. Yes, I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Thank you for coming all the way out here. I know you live um, kind of on the Fort Worth side, right? I'm actually in Rage. Oh, North Richland Hills. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming out. Okay, good, good, good. Well, let's go ahead and get started. Um, Can you go ahead and briefly, in your own words, talk about what all you do? Yeah, so uh, you covered it up pretty greatly. Uh, guitarist, and I would like to add on singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those are my main fortes. I definitely would love to expand. Um, so yeah, that's nice. Me. Okay, well, I'm excited to learn more about your journey here. So let's go ahead and get started on that. Can you please tell us about, I guess, how your journey as an artist began? Yes, so um, I thought about this, and it actually started with an Instagram post. Mm. So it was in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I made this pretty much just a statement that I'm going to seriously start pursuing music. Because mm-hmm. it's always something you know I've always done and loved. But that's when I was like, I put it out in the universe to really, I guess, hold myself accountable for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'd say 2018, that was whenever I made it public that it's something that I took serious and what have you. Wow. Um, and then just with that, you know, started taking, you know, learning about the guitar more serious, um, you know, the whole package and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So what about 2018 gave you that, you know, that push to, to put yourself out there? I couldn't tell you. Okay. (laughs) I couldn't tell you. I guess it was just something in me that was Mm -hmm. just like, put it out there because it's, it's always just been so strong to me you mm-hmm. know and you know it's like I said I've always just you know dabbled at the guitar mm-hmm. saying it's like why not you know really apply myself and go out and do open mics wow. and gigs and stuff so that's yeah. so cool mm-hmm. and um how old were you when you first you know either picked up a guitar or first started singing so I always sang definitely longer than the guitar um and again just something i always did cds sang to the cd um my folks were like really heavy in church Mm -hmm. and so i did like a bit of choral choral choir stuff there Mm -hmm. um and then in regards to the guitar um i got it i want to say it was middle school early middle Mm -hmm. school okay middle maybe and um you know, it was like the Target box guitar. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Knock off. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it was just, and again, I never took it serious or anything, but it was just, you know, the draw was always there. So, okay. yeah. What about the, the instrument, the guitar? What about that spoke out to you specifically? I guess just the sound. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it has so much character and you can... Um, manipulate it to evoke so many sounds depending on what you do and I was actually listening to Pat's uh, podcast episode mm. and he had made a note of that too and I was mm. just like I oh, so right so <laughs> but just that you know you can evoke so much feel to it and mm. it just sounds amazing and okay. the look of it just the yeah whole th- yeah okay so, wow huh? 
And um, who or what would you say motivated you to pursue music or continue music? I'm going to put that on me, mm, myself. Okay. Like, thinking on it, like, I definitely probably had factors that, um, you know, that I was inspired from and mm-hmm. probably from that motivated me as well. Mm-hmm. But when I think about it truly, like, if, if I myself wasn't motivated, then I wouldn't do it. Because mm-hmm. that's what you need in the first place. That's wow. how I... Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. Like you need that internal motivation. Yeah, because if I'm not motivated to do something, like or... what's the point? Yeah, yeah. Like, I gotcha. Yeah. So. Um, I know you had mentioned um, to me, you know, just on the side, um, that you didn't continue choir in high school. Was there a specific reason for for that? <clears throat> yeah. So um, choir, I did elementary and middle school, mm-hmm. and I never did any solo stuff. I just did the main Mm -hmm. thing of it Mm -hmm. and so you know they just give you that unified sound which has its own purpose yeah yeah but to me I was like all I thought was that I would just if I were to stay in choir that's all that the value I would have in it Mm -hmm. and I'm like I want to explore and And I'd actually so it was like the last year of middle school I auditioned to go into high school choir Mm -hmm. and apparently I made varsity too I found out how cool and so it makes me wonder like what if I'd pursued but can't complain or you know yeah. what's the saying you know worry about what right yeah you know so but uh yeah it was just the it was all unified and I was like I want to explore so. Mm-hmm. so so you didn't continue the choir in high school what what did you end up doing instead during high school so I did theater oh cool theater mm-hmm. and I wasn't the most um <laughs> involved uh-huh. <laughs> I sound a, 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 like it put, puts me at it's a lazy perspective but like I just wasn't drawn or motivated mm-hmm. to it and mm-hmm. um my folks say that it brought me out of my shell a lot oh. I don't see it but I guess mm-hmm. you know everyone has their own perspective yeah but um it was great all in its own perspective mm-hmm. like um the behind the scenes the tech theater mm-hmm. um on stage and whatnot mm-hmm. um but I was going to say that it was like the senior year of mm-hmm. theater and they had one thing it was something related to musicals and we all had to sing from the class and whenever I was younger and in high school like from childhood to you know when I graduated I was petrified I didn't want anybody to hear me sing yeah like don't look at me right <laughs> yeah like that was me and so that was the biggest moment that you know I had to mm. follow through with and um, it was just really eye-opening in and of itself that people were like oh hey you know and it was interesting and awesome to hear the um, feedback and stuff so yeah. that probably was a big propellant too so yeah, yeah that is honestly singing is one of the bravest things in my opinion because it's just so vulnerable and then you're literally just like singing in front of people and they're staring at you like I do not know how y'all singers do it because I can't <laughs> I guess it's like I hear some like and this is in a lot of arts mm-hmm. perspective like mm-hmm. some just black out oh okay you know they kind of just tune the world out and kind of just sing something yeah, like that yeah yeah because I remember That's one time cool. I was in the Grease musical mm-hmm. and oh. it was like a dancing number and I remember just blacking out and it was just oh. autopilot I suppose yeah so. but I don't think it's in relation to that I'm just ramping at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can I can see that. Like, you're, like, in the zone, like, in the moment of what you're doing. Mm. You kind of become your You art. have to. That's mm-hmm. what I've found is you, ha- you can't be 
tuning into other things mentally. You just have to be in it to really put your all into it. Gotcha. You know? so, okay. And so I know that um, you had mentioned that you're a, a self-taught musician for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. What would you say is the most important thing that you've learned as a self-taught musician? Um, persistence. If anything, it's shown me that anyone can teach themselves anything. I'm an avid believer of that. Mm. Uh, as long as you, you know, you have the passion, you have the consistency, and you have just the drive. Mm-hmm. I mean, in this day and age, everything's at the tip of your fingers. Right. And it's all just about figuring out where you want to start mm-hmm. and just go for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd say that. Because, so, I had had like a small hand few of piano lessons mm, okay cool. and uh, my mom's a fiend on it I tell you I was always oh. like ah, let me learn and uh-huh. that was whenever I was young and like at that age I just didn't care really mm-hmm. but that's a whole different story <laughs> but so I was doing piano lessons mm-hmm. and there was just one time in the session I looked over and the teacher was on his phone mm. and I'm like the hell like, like during you know. your piano lesson mm, wow. mm-hmm. okay. and just it didn't you know obviously yeah, rub me the wrong way like, I was like okay yeah uh-huh. and so you know I guess I was just like I should why waste time with teachers and mm. then I just went on and okay so you had a bad experience with a, a teacher where they weren't like attentive mm. and so you were kind of like let me just teach myself pretty much mm. and gotcha. I I pledge to Ultima Guitar. Mm-hmm. That's my like bread and butter whenever mm-hmm. I'm wanting to learn something new or learn covers. So for any guitar players, <laughs> Ultimate Guitar. Is that a, what is that an app or what? Yeah, so it's like their own forum and oh. like you can um, upload your own tablature. They have official tablature of songs. Mm-hmm. They even have like for pianos, um, ukuleles. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a smorgish of mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. instruments on there. So that's cool. Yeah. What's it called again? Ultimate guitar. Ultimate guitar. Mm-hmm. Cool. For twenty dollars a whole year. Oh. And it's and I feel like I'm frugal and mm-hmm. I'm like yes. Yeah, so. that's a great deal, honestly, for a whole year. <laughs> hmm. So what are um, what are some things that you're hoping to improve on as an artist? You know, with, with you being self-taught, it's kind of like you are always constantly having to learn and, and you know, improve mm. and things. So what things do you have specifically? So the um, a big thing that's come to my focal recently is the songwriting aspect. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. You had reached out to me. Um, you know, we were talking about like writing something together mm-hmm. at one point yeah. like a couple years ago yeah yeah okay so you're kind of because I have to... yeah because I have originals um mm-hmm. that I'll perform and stuff and yeah. like not to knock them but you know I definitely see where they could you know um improve mm-hmm. and so I really just want to um I, whether that be consciously listening to you know other artists mm-hmm. and what have you seeing the yeah. structure because mm-hmm. there's a whole like formula in music right. and whatnot mm-hmm. um so i would say i want to definitely work on more songwriting cool um, yeah on that and then obviously guitar just to keep on improving and grooving on that so. mm-hmm. and maybe even dabble in the foot pedal world oh, i yeah. tell you i see some guitars like their layout and i'm just like <laughs> 
<laughs> That's so cool. Like, obviously I'm not a guitarist, so I don't get that same excitement, but I understand your excitement because I do the same, like when I see videographers with their equipment i'm like oh my gosh that's so cool yeah i can imagine i yeah. saw that do you remember that one clip i sent you is that i don't even remember yes what i know exactly had, which one yes that was so cool and it's astounding what all they have in their realm so yeah yeah, yeah. it's mm. like it's it's exciting just to kind of see like the behind the scenes of, of music or, or art in general mm. so cool for sure for sure are there any specific things that you do to continue learning and growing other than the um, that app or that website that you had mentioned? <clears throat> um, yeah, apart from that, just um, to whenever I'm watching performers, see how they carry themselves and, you know, the fluidity that they bring in their sets. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, because you can always take something from you know anybody so mm-hmm. i'd t- chime that in i suppose okay mm. so just kind of go and on. i want to jam or have oh, jam sessions yeah because i haven't done a lot i saw that you had done one with joe black at one point that was really cool that was so amazing yeah. he's an astounding guitarist yeah, yeah he is i mean we have so much talent around here it's ridiculous for sure yeah for sure the hardimus event alone oh. like oh it was so i'm so glad i went thank to you for it. coming yeah oh, i course, saw that you yeah. were like really vibing out and i loved it yeah there were so many amazing artists on mm, stage hands down mm-hmm. hands down for sure i get like Oh, I was going to go on a minute. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, like, recently I've been coming to, whether you want to say find myself or just to be one with myself. And, like, mm-hmm. that night in particular, like, I've always been the, I was always self-conscious, mm-hmm. younger. Okay. And, like, I've just come to the realization, like, you know, don't. So I was just really jamming. I was yeah, like, it's okay I love if it. I look weird. It's all about the feel. and Yeah, like myself. being in the moment. I could feel the stares. Some people were like, I don't, I don't think I know no. the story. They were all vibing too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just a kick-ass night. Yeah, yeah it really was. <laughs> but no, I, I, I get um, what you just said because when I first started going to shows by myself, like trying to find myself as well, I was just out there like dancing. I didn't, I actually didn't even like move my body or dance before I started going to like concerts by myself. Mm. And they'd be like the, the, not big concerts, but like, um, just like the more, uh, uh, mainstream, Intimate? the oh. more mainstream artists. Okay, so like okay. yeah. So I, I went to like a Janae Aiko concert, a Halsey concert, um, uh, Kendrick Lamar, and some other really great artists that I love. And like I would just go by myself, and I could you know, kind of be anybody because I didn't know these. There's other something people. so freeing yeah, in that. It is. Good on yeah, you. Yeah, there it is. Right Thank on. you. Mm. And it sounds like you're doing the same thing too. So Slowly I love it. Surely. Yeah. yeah, it's all a journey, isn't? Yeah. So as, um, are there times when you feel burnt out as an artist? And, um, if you do, what kind of things do you do to get through it? Um, yes. Yeah, Mm. for sure. Hands down. I would definitely say in the past two or in the past year, I definitely like thinking back on it was more so on that burnt out spectrum. Really? Um, Why why would you say that? Or what do you think happened? For that, I think it was just, like, mentally I was telling myself, like, I need to practice this, 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 that time, Mm -hmm. or I'm just not going to be good. Mm -hmm. And um, going on a small tangent, it'll tie in. Yeah. Um, One thing, and just this past year, like, my father passed away recently. Mm -hmm. And ever since that point, it's like I woke up. 
And it's weird to say that or to think it because, you know, I'm 28. And so, but it feels like... I was going to ask you how old you are. So we're the same age. Were you born in 93 or 94? 93. October 3rd, Libra. Oh my gosh. I found I'm an air sign from your Instagram thing. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I wish I like knew that whole realm Uh because there are so many people I know that are just so knowledgeable of it and it's yeah. fascinating and that's a it's whole never too late to learn yeah a whole nother conversation but it's never yeah. too late to learn i i was lucky enough to have my best friend sharon at, in fifth grade teach me about astrology <laughs> she has your back yeah so i've i've just known Go my on. whole life um but back to what you were saying okay so okay so your my father's has, yeah mm-hmm. and just ever since then it's like i've really woken up and you know i came to the realization and it's probably always been there just never was it like a it. life is short type of thing? That Who kind knows? Of, okay. Could be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, uh, yeah. But I came to the realization that a lot of things that kept me from pursuing things was that I never believed the confidence in me. Like, mm-hmm. I never had the confidence. Mm-hmm. And so, in that, I was always a people pleaser, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the confidence wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say I wasn't social, blah, blah, blah. I ramble. Mm-hmm. But, um... How are we even tying this in? <laughs> oh, um, hold up. So, I'm not sure because you said this is going to tie it in somehow. So, I don't know where you're... Where you're <laughs> I've lost it. It's okay. Okay. So, the we. So I asked, um, are there times when you feel burnt out? And okay. what things do you okay, do? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we'll get back in there. Yeah. I, I do this so many times that you're I You're good. No, my, my best friend does the same thing. And, yeah, we always have to kind of, like, put a pin in certain conversations. It'll... I, yeah. yeah. Um, so, okay, okay. So, the confidence was never there, okay. so... Um, <laughs> we're okay. gonna get it back. I but think, anyway, the I think reason... where you were going, I, I correct me if I'm wrong. I think where you were going was you had the realization of like your confidence, so you're working now yeah. to get it back. So okay, okay. So whenever I felt that I was the most burnt out, that mm-hmm. I was just telling myself I have to do this, 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 or I won't be good enough. Mm-hmm. Hence, where the confidence was tied in. Okay, that okay. was it. There we go. Um, and so whenever I tuned into I can't put myself in that because obviously it's not doing any good mm-hmm. it was just one of those that it clicked that you know you just have to be in the moment and if you mm-hmm. feel like you're gonna you want to practice you know it comes in then you know go practice and when I get that feeling I'll practice for like two hours wow, take cool. a break and then blah 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 yeah you know? so that's cool that's we got back in there we did yeah so so just to uh, make sure we're we're on the same mm-hmm. page and okay. all mm-hmm. the things that you do to get through it are really just to kind of um tell yourself to practice or what so just okay okay yeah thank you no <laughs> yeah. thank you thank you um just to be have that mindset to be in the moment mm-hmm. okay and not to preset my mind and say i need to practice ah, this many times of days okay. or i'll be garbage gotcha. and not to because I'm one where if I'm doing something, my mind usually thinking of something I'm wanting to do in the future mm-hmm. or thinking back and just really mm-hmm. um, not crunching a past situation. And you yeah. can't do that. You have to be in, in the, the moment. moment. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. when that clicked, then things seemed to really just hone in and harmonize, if you will. Yeah. And so, you know, if I feel like I want to practice... Hey, I'm going to go practice, give yeah. it my all. Yeah. And if I'm just not feeling it, I'm yeah. not feeling it. I'm not going to beat myself up for it. Because, yeah. you know, yeah, there's no, a whole that, thing. That it. makes a lot of sense, actually, because um, it's kind of like you're putting that added pressure to where 
basically whenever we we do feel burnt out it's because we feel like we have to do something rather than we want to do something and when it comes to like our our passions and our uh, our hobbies if we you know turn it into like like a job in a sense then it's mm. not as fun mm. and so whenever you put that pressure on you like i have to do this i have to do this it takes the fun out of it so that makes sense you're just kind of like if i if i feel like it i'm gonna do it but if and not i won't i wanted to just also add in um you had stated this in your podcast episode i'm forgetting the correct terminology but it's where you don't see that you deserve it it's oh imposter syndrome con- yeah mm-hmm. and i'd never really heard that but it really just um connected with me too so interesting and yeah. in what ways would you say just that I don't think I deserve it, I suppose. Because oh, okay. is that yeah how it yeah yeah imposter syndrome is so many things, but the main thing is that you feel like like you're kind of just lucky or like somehow you made it through what you needed to do, but you're okay, okay. you never like are like I put in the work for this, I deserve, I deserve this, yeah. and that probably ties in with the lack of confidence that I'd mm-hmm. had. So mm-hmm. yeah, I really tuned um, connected with that when you'd stated that yeah. too. So. I think a lot of people do deal with that and we Mm. just don't talk about it Mm. um as much but for sure especially with the internet you know you you know and obviously they're just putting what they want you to see but you right you know there's that whole toxicity and that's Mm -hmm. just whole conversation yeah whole another whole another train of thoughts um so i want to talk about um kind of your your music style and, and where you draw your inspiration so if you could, how would you classify your style of music? So I've always said when I've been asked that, that I like to think I dabble in many genres, mm-hmm. but I always say soul. But mm-hmm. when I think about it a bit more, if I really had to pinpoint it, I would say soul's blue rock, mm-hmm. blues and rock with the sprinkle of grunge, just because, gotcha. you know, <laughs> where, um, when was the first time that you heard those genres and you know why um like can you kind of share about how it was impactful and what you felt when you first heard them it was probably just because i've I've always been around music so it was just you know like with your mom and piano and stuff yeah um obviously they did a lot of church and um not to say they didn't listen to other and okay so when i was ad- i was adopted in russia yeah mm-hmm. and so they were in their 50s so my parents are statistically a lot older mm-hmm. and so i would listen to music from um like the 1950s and like the andrew sisters have you ever heard oh, of them yes uh-huh so like so, kind of like barbara shop and that whole um, like yeah Mo- not motown is it motown um that like big no. band ass yes yes so that's probably where it started and like that had a lot of rock in it so it probably you know started with that and then just everything else i was just exposed to and okay. one thing that's interesting um is with blues mm-hmm. we'd had this talk because they never partook in listening to blues you know and so they always wondered if my birth folks listened to that and mm. if that's just oh okay subconsciously ingrained there yeah. so it's interesting to ponder on so yeah that is interesting and i definitely want to talk more about your um your childhood and, and everything here um here in a second because that's so interesting um because yeah like you never know what sort of influences came you know when you were younger that you probably mm. don't remember mm. so um what um what artists influence you the most and why? Oof. 
When you say artist, you mm-hmm. make it sound like one. Um, <laughs> honestly, multiple. And you can listen. Multiple. Listen, mm-hmm. um, and and I'd mentioned to this you this prior, and I just I take so much from so many genres mm-hmm. that I cannot. It'd be like if you asked me a top five movie list. Yeah, I, I gotcha. But I did before coming over here look up my top played artists. Okay. From from what I remember, um, it's a rapper, singer, songwriter, Atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've actually heard of them. That's okay. Astound. They do like whole storytelling. Okay. Uh, amazing. <laughs> the instrumentation. They have guitar in it. It's mm-hmm. a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh gosh. Here comes a blank out. <laughs> like Nina Simone, I've mm. always been into blues, like I said. Michael Bublé. Mm. Um, whenever I was younger, younger, I listened to like um, Usher, Mario. Okay. Um, like R&B. <laughs> yeah, like okay. it was a whole thing. Do you know the Swiffer things? Yeah. I, it was Yo, one you that were using it as a, a, as a microphone? Okay. <laughs> like I had a whole thing in Vision Oh, water. that's so cool. Yeah. Um... But yeah, gosh, I listen to like Bad Bad Hats. I've really been, um, so I substitute teach. Mm-hmm. And so at a school I was at, music, we were jabbing it. And they'd mentioned an artist named Tool. Have you ever heard of them? Oh, yeah, with an E at the end? Ooh, I can recall. Actually, but they're no, a 90s yeah. I've heard of grunge. Them, yes. Yes. And like, I, I've i just been really hyper-focusing on them because the That's instrumentation right. and the guitaring and, oh, it's astounding, mm-hmm. but... Um, yeah, there's so many. I like okay. a lot of artists. What an artist that I noticed that you um you share on like your Instagram is Kurt Cobain. Kurt. Is that someone that's like you know someone that inspires you, or do you just kind of like that's just so the thing with is that, aesthetics in a way okay. aesthetics okay. So the thing with that one, the Twenty Seven Club, mm. um. Yeah. yeah. Which I've always just had, like... Is that something that's, like, interesting to you? Yeah, I've always mm. been fascinated with, like, mm-hmm. what's the connectivity? Is it some, like, conspiracy uh, oh, conspira- theory? Okay, you're thinking conspiracy-wise. Okay. Yeah, and, like, just that it's always, like, the mental issue and drug use. Yeah. And it's a whole, like, smorgish mm-hmm. of why I'm so interested in it. Mm-hmm. But Kurt Cobain, I guess, just won their sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it when I first listened to Nirvana or would hear it... Um, his voice is very, you have to have a taste for it. Mm. And I wasn't really a fan, but the more I listened to it mm. and just learned of him as mm. a person and yeah, yeah, like it's, it's great. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of my favorite artists are the same way where like I first hear them and I'm like, uh, that music is different. Um, but then I start to like, like learn about them as a person and once I find that I like like I respect them and they're very similar to to my uh, my values like I start really liking their music a lot more it's yeah it's very interesting um so for me you know I've done the the podcast um yeah two one year now um I've interviewed a lot of artists and, and a lot of them are like really versatile in multiple genres um, do you do you feel that it's important to not box yourself into one genre? For sure, for sure. Because um, if you do, you're just limiting yourself, you know. Because mm. with the vast genres that are out there, um, one can just pick up so much from it, whether it be techniques, how, you know, the certain techniques within the said genre um, exude the emotion that they're trying to and... It's just amazing to see how it differentiates. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and creativity as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I've always wanted to ask this, but um, I think you already answered it. Um, but I'd love to hear more, I guess, in elaboration. When did you become involved in the local art and music community? <clears throat> so on that one, I thought on that. Like 2018, like I said, was whenever mm-hmm. I made the big. I don't believe it was until 2019 mm-hmm. that I actually started pushing myself to go to open mics. Mm-hmm. Um and then definitely the shutdown happened and that was just more mm-hmm. of a wake-up call because, you know, I wanted to, but I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, go, you know. Mm-hmm. If you want it done, you need to just go. You can't be held back by fears or yeah, whatnot. Exactly. And yeah, exactly. It's really, music, honestly, has been just so, you know, therapeutic and amazing uh-huh. and just the confidence building and just mm-hmm. seeing what I can do and mm-hmm. um seeing everybody else mm-hmm. and just you know yeah, yeah so yeah I, I feel like um an RVC yeah I was gonna say the first time I ever saw you was at an RVC at shipping and receiving are they open um, they were closed but I think they're reopening as a different type of bar oh, okay. so yeah we may look back into you know doing an yeah. event there just depends on if they're um, if their vision's the same. Right on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing you for the first time performing and like, I've just seen you grow as an artist and I've se- actually seen your confidence grow too. So it's mm. really, really cool. Thanks. Yeah. It's really, really cool. It's yeah. Awesome space. RVC. Oh, mm. yeah. I'm so glad you love it. I, I always love you, you know, love seeing you every single month. Mm. Um, so I mentioned that I wanted to talk more about like your childhood and your adoption and everything because you had mentioned that. Um, so I don't think that's something that a lot of people know about you. Um, you know, I, I think I found out that one day that we had gone to the Fort Worth Water Gardens. Yeah, and yeah, and, and you had told me, and I was like, well, "What? It's so cool." <laughs> um, but uh, like, can you share your story with us and like how old you were when you got adopted and? Just kind of that backstory. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you're born in Russia. It's um, Ulyanovsk, so Moscow's here. Ulyanovsk, right below it. Okay. Um, for those of you that are listening, she's. Or, I'm sorry, they. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. They are showing Moscow's up top, and then what did you say the city was? Ulyanovsk. Ulyanovsk. Mm-mm. Okay. Is a little lower, mm-hmm. a little further down. Okay. Is that by China, like kind of towards China? It's not right on the like edge or the border if I recall but Mm. it's not too far either Mm. so um okay so yeah that was the location and so when I was born I had a bunch of like health issues and stuff premature Mm. okay and so my birth folks um couldn't afford to take care of me Mm. so just checked me in the orphanage Mm. and I always put it I'm always saying it dry humorly and sarcastically (laughs) because people are all like yeah "Mm, I gotcha but you know what's humor what's life without humor okay anyway um (laughs) But yeah, so I've been in an orphanage then, and then, so my folks, um, they, like I said, used to be super into church and everything, mm-hmm. and they were at work, they worked in the same building and everything, and um, my dad just had the radio on, they say, and it had like, come adopt these Russian children, <laughs> <laughs> and so he was like... Oh and he was like, we need to go adopt again. Okay. And it's so, I'm probably butchering it. And How not. old were you? 
whenever like, they yeah when so I, I was five whenever oh, they got wow. me oh wow okay and so yeah and my mom she actually went through a whole um she made scrapbooks of the whole mm-hmm. process and everything it's really That's cool sweet. I was gonna bring it but then I just oh yeah I'd love to see it sometime yeah for sure for sure yeah. um so yeah so they went through all that and um they got me and then I learned English um, whenever I came native language States. was Russian Russian oh, mm-hmm. cool. so I had to learn English and I find it interesting because I say I think like language is fully formed around like age six mm. so and obviously I don't speak it well obviously but I don't speak it to you know the native that I did come right, here right, right, right. And, but you still have a little bit of it yeah and that's good and so I would definitely love to you know, Talk, pick it up. Yeah, or like have more people have that someone. speak Russian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Everybody's always like, it's subconsciously, it's all in there. So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, been here ever since. Wow. So, so I'd love were, to go back for sure. Yeah. So you're five. Mm-hmm. Do you remember much about like your journey? Like your five years, your first five years? Honestly, no. I think it's more vicariously through photos. Yeah, the adoption process. They do have, um, which I love, and I want to get transferred to DVD. But they have footage of me in the mm. orphanage too. Wow, um, that is so cool. There's, yeah, there's um, and I've I've tried to look for, it, but there's one clip they say I had this teddy bear, and I was just like vigorously shaking. <laughs> and so on a tangent, so mm. I've come across a few other people who have either adopted kids from orphanages in Russia or mm-hmm. similar circumstance. And they said that they've all had anger issues. Mm-hmm. And I had anger issues mm-hmm. too as a kid. Like the Russian kids? Like yeah. anger and issues is what they're saying? Yeah. Oh, and I wonder if it's like a fight or flight in mm-hmm. an orphanage kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So, because you, you know, presume there's like 14, 20 kids, all right. just two babushkas. Yeah. So. Wow, that is so interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I always love getting like like flashbacks theoretical oh theoretical. well yeah mm-hmm. and like trying to get trying to make sense of, of things yeah. yes i gotcha <laughs> um so five years old um do you like do you remember your your biological parents or um, have you communicated with them or anything so legally through the adoption agency that my folks went to um my birth folks um Pretty much signed a thing saying they couldn't get in contact with me until I was 18 oh, okay. and you know at that point um and my folks were always open about mm. the whole thing mm-hmm. and um at that point on myself I was just like I mean 18 years I've been good without them or okay. well 16 but you yeah. know that's that math is so awful <laughs> but um yeah but I definitely would love to get because I didn't get any photos of them mm-hmm. um or even baby pictures of me and I'm like oh yeah mm-hmm. um so I'd love photos of them just to see how I look like them and then um like health records okay so do you do you think about them much or just kind of not too much yeah yeah I tried to look up my because I came across medical documentation mm-hmm. and I tried to look up their address but it's not there Oh, I'm just like that is so interesting I have a recommendation for for something that, that I don't know if you'd be interested in, but I love stuff like this um, it's a TV series a Netflix series called Inventing Anna okay. and um, I think I've seen the mm. and it's like it's a whole it's a true story and we'll talk after the, the episode but okay. um, that'd be Inventing fun yeah you should you should check it out I, I mean I don't know if you would like it but I thought it was really like psychologically interesting 
Okay. Um, back to you though. <laughs> um, what was your first and favorite memory after you got adopted? Um, so my first one was my first Christmas here. So my folks got me, we, it was on the day that they had it official was Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So we just, it was November 26th, but we just call gotcha day. That's like Mm -hmm. a thing for, for, mm -hmm. mm, just for Thanksgiving. So that was close to it. I'm rambling. Like I said, (laughs) (laughs) um, but yeah, Christmas. And I think it was just probably, you know, it was an Americanized so many gifts, da, da, da. Oh, yeah. if you put it in comparison to in Russia, which mm. probably not to knock it, but you know, yeah, yeah. Um, so definitely just Christmas and you know, looking at the photos, it just mm. really um, boosted yeah. that much more. And whatnot. Yeah, there's like a and actually, that's so funny. Like, I feel like our childhoods are different but similar because when I first moved here, I was five. Mm. Um, and Christmas was actually the first like big memory I remember too, because like the trees, the lights, the like you know just like the atmosphere of it. Yeah. Was there was something like kind of special. It was commercialized. Mm-hmm. But there was like a feeling of you know of warmth and family and love in a sense for mm-hmm. the holiday. Like there was you know yeah some and, sort and of you, celebration I guess. Yeah, and you get that like generally too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I love it to this day, Christmas. So favorite yeah. holiday. Yeah. Um, do you feel like a strong connection much to your Russian heritage at 28 years old? I like to think so, Mm -hmm. even if I don't consciously know how. Mm -hmm. Just something in me, just, could you, in your own respect, Mm -hmm. um, not to... Yeah, 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 no, you're good. Um, I would say I do, because I'm lucky enough to have my mom, who's very, like, still close with our family in Vietnam, and she's like the she was the one who would always like take me out to the festivals and really try and teach me about the the culture um but as far as like if i were to go back to vietnam like i just i would feel really out of place Mm. you know what i mean like just there's just a whole like culture of you know being born overseas and living overseas you know like they have like a stigmatized view of American life or something. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I like to say I do. Mm-hmm. Like, one thing I do with which people have commented on is whenever I eat, like, mainly at home, but, mm-hmm. like, I'll just put everything and compile it, and I'm like, is that a Russian thing? <laughs> <laughs> do you, like, uh, is there anything you do to, like, celebrate or remember or learn about your culture? No, I mean, apart from partaking in the music and enjoying Mm -hmm. that and the Mm -hmm. artistry and Mm -hmm. i mean yes but no i could definitely do more too Mm -hmm. um because like architecturally oh it's breathtaking um like their underground subways and everything Mm -hmm. and it's it's heartbreaking politically what's going Mm -hmm. on like with putin because he's been in office for 16 years now wow and Mm -hmm. you know just comparing Russian politics with American, mm-hmm. which that's its own schmorgish, mm-hmm. but not to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just very, it's it's a blessing that I, you know, was able to be given the opportunity mm-hmm. to come here. Yeah. And, you know, so, yeah, Russia, their history and everything is mm-hmm. definitely, um, it's a thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand. I feel like anytime anyone thinks about Russia, like, it's negative 
there's like you know what I mean like there it's and that's part just because of wars and yeah wars and in, media exactly yeah. um like just, like just my POV from what I've seen just on TV because I, I know nothing really about Russia but like their Russians are always portrayed as like um what is it K KBG Oh, KGB. KGB. Yeah, KGB. There's something Definitely about- the older generation. The younger yeah. generation um, definitely is trying to be more progressive. Okay. And moving um, more democratically, if okay. you will. Okay. But yeah, Russians... I, just, I feel like it's just... Russians are portrayed as, like, mafia. It's cold exterior and everything. Because, uh-huh. like... Don't get me wrong. Like, I 100% agree. Because I find myself, if I think about it, like... If I'm just, you know... Um, interacting with the general public mm-hmm. I'm not going to be American if you will and be overly nice and mm-hmm. just because that's a American thing mm-hmm. but like with Russians if you're going to interact you're going to mm-hmm. have a purpose you know you're not yeah. just going to be nice to be nice I gotcha and like once you get a Russian friend like that's like the best thing you can do they say <laughs> and like they're very they're great you know once you connect with them and mm-hmm. you know and um yeah so okay it's just cultural <laughs> yeah that that may be what it is yeah because it's i guess it's kind of the same with um vietnamese culture too because there's and you're right it might be an american thing to be overly nice mm-hmm. that's and what i've heard like other countries will be like americans are fake because they're like way too nice and it's to yeah nice. <laughs> i see it. i see it for sure for sure yeah <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> so yeah <laughs> Um, in what ways do you think that your being adopted has affected or, or shaped your life? Definitely just um, the opportunities that it's presented me because, okay. um, you know, had I not been adopted. Um, and my folks actually said that there was like one other couple trying to get me too. And I always, every now and then I think, ooh, what would life have been like, you know? Uh-huh. And I always, <laughs> I say it and I'm like... I was essentially bought and that's just <laughs> yeah. my dark yeah. weird humor but um yeah I would definitely just say the opportunity because had I not I mean I would just be in Russia having mm-hmm. to live in their you know their life style mm-hmm. and everything so mm-hmm. yeah do you like research or do you kind of know their lifestyle like have you do you feel like you know like I don't know I guess because you've been here for what 23 years yeah. Do yes. you feel like, um, like, what is Russian culture? Do you, okay. <laughs> I mean, because I didn't know if you knew, because I don't really think I know much about, like, I kind of do because my mom, I don't think I know, like, Vietnamese culture really. Because from, okay, like, depending on the area you go in Russia, 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 mm-hmm. things can differ, you know, minutely culturally, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very old-timey. Okay. Respect your elders. Mm. You know, they're big on myths, too. Like, mm. don't shake hands in a doorway. Oh. It's bad luck. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, so it's definitely just it's conservative. Okay. Like, with LGBT. Mm. Like, they're very against that. Okay. Um, definitely politically, that speaks volume as far as mm. how they culturally, mm. um, you know, that they're just going to have... Well, yeah, but yeah. Okay, so. okay. Old timey and gotcha. like I said, slowly progressing. So, mm. okay. I feel bad for him. Mm. No, but anyway. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share with with 
our listeners about your journey like anything that you're like this would be cool for someone to know or something as a whole with your adoption oh with my adoption Mm -hmm. Um, it's just always shown me that anybody can be like your family. Okay. You know, Mm -hmm. um, obviously it doesn't have to be your blood Mm -hmm. and there's beauty in that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, so I told you earlier that my parents were like in their fifties when they Mm -hmm. adopted me. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was you know, what's the word I'm trying to think of, exposed to a different mindset, if I you gotcha. will, of them. And um, pro and con, beauty and all to a devil's mm-hmm. advocate either way. Mm-hmm. And so I feel it's, if anything, really from a young age allowed me to um, appreciate conversation. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like with the younger, and perhaps this is just my own illusion, um, you know, People don't know how to converse. And, yeah. Um, I always, you know, love when I come across people who can and we can just jab on for hours. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely just, I think, conversation and just mm-hmm. um, a slower perspective on life, mm-hmm. not to be in a rush mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. too. So, yeah. So they kind of, they kind of taught you just that slower pace like just being because that's where they were yeah and right. so i yeah okay for sure, that for makes sure. sense that makes sense mm-hmm. and i have a brother that mm-hmm. really doesn't tie into anything but <laughs> like, no out. yeah that's we cool. don't we don't is, even converse is he's, he adopted or is he their biological yeah they're biological okay okay and he's like twice my age mm-hmm. i think he's almost 50 maybe mm-hmm. 45 mm-hmm. honestly can tell you but that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. So he lives in Chicago. So. Okay. Was it, um, how was it like going to school in America with parents that were a little older? Um, and that you were, like there's, for your, I yeah. feel like your life there was a whole lot of like different things. A little period, like yeah. learning English and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to tie in and this time I will tie yeah. <laughs> um, I had I was helping my mom clean out her place and everything mm-hmm. and I came across paper from like middle school and high school and I didn't realize how educationally relapsed not relapsed um, I'm showing <laughs> but you know how far back I was oh, okay. and not to say you know I was a dunce or anything mm-hmm. but I had those setbacks and so that could have tied in with just language or whatnot mm-hmm. I ramble mm-hmm. I digress but um yeah just the I mean I was pretty progressive learning English I think you know because mm-hmm. I spent all my elementary years doing that and um I just always no, it was, uh, school was enjoyable to me. Mm. I always was the talkative one, talked mm. to everybody and whatnot. Mm. Um, and so my folks, you know, they were involved, but they weren't like PTA involved, which mm. probably great at that because I feel like that would be a nightmare. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, probably the biggest thing that I feel like was. Um, that I missed out on was just the outside of school, like to go 
you know, hang out or do mm. things that, you know, younger parents would be able to do. Oh, okay. Gotcha. With their kids. If you will. Yeah. Gotcha. That makes sense. Okay. So, mm. so, yeah. So. Okay. Well, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, and actually, I just realized I had said earlier that we came to the U.S. at the same time, but I was actually, I came here when I was four. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, I had a, an extra year, I guess, to learn about the the culture in a sense. So, so that's what that's where I was going with where you were like maybe it was the the language barrier. I had an extra year on you to mm, learn, so maybe it was easier for me at five years old than you. Could yeah, yeah. could be. Yeah. yeah, I saw online like somewhere like around age six or eight mm. is where mm-hmm. language the is language, fully developed. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was fascinating. That so. is very cool. Yeah, that is very cool. So, how long did it were you did you take to learn English? Yeah. Um, I think, oh gosh, you know what? It's so weird thinking about the fact that I couldn't speak English. Isn't that like wild? Yeah. (laughs) But also like I think about like the fact that I used to speak another language very well too. Do you speak Vietnamese? I do, yeah. So like with my mom, I'll talk. Well, yeah, I've seen you and Pat on Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah, trying to teach each other words. (laughs) It's so fascinating. I couldn't even, I'm like. Language is so cool to me and... I think it's because I, I spoke another language and I had to learn English. Mm. Um, I think it took me officially like maybe until first or second grade until I felt like I was fully like I'm speaking good English. Yeah. Yeah, because there were some times where I wouldn't know how to say a certain word to the teacher. And I was like, what's wrong with me? Like, I, like how do I not understood? know that word? Yeah, I, so I understood they said it. That you could. Yeah. Uh huh. Like, I used, um, do you remember on PBS they had the show Arthur? Yes, I love Arthur. Like, that was my show. Me so that too. helped me learn. Yeah. Did you hear that there's. Yes, <laughs> there's this year's the end of. They're gonna make an, a version where they're all grown up. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I saw cool. that on Facebook and I was like. Okay, yeah, record. tuning in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I literally, like. Special place in my life. Yes, people that don't understand. Wishbones was good too. I don't know if you ever. Is that the dog? Yeah. I never watched that, but I saw that. I, I used it. to watch Tubbies too, and, like, it was cute. Like, they always had their little custard, and my it looked parents, so good. My parents said I used that to help me learn, but I, I look know. at it, and I'm like, how? How? They don't yeah, because they, were they weren't saying nothing. <laughs> I'm like, what was going on through my head? Yeah, um, no, Arthur was literally my favorite. Like, I think I was still watching it, like, on my days off when I was, like, 22. I that's probably just because it's a feel-good place. It is, yeah. yeah. And and honestly, the content is good for anybody. Like it's not because they kids. put it out in real world, like events yes, like with and how Francine to deal with. being Jewish. Like that was cool. She mm-hmm. lived in her apartment, and Muffy had like you know she the had a wealthy family. Something. Yeah, there were just different demographics, true, true. you know, and like socioeconomic. with the single mom. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good job, yeah. Arthur. Good job, Mark Brown. I know, freaking amazing. And I used to read the books too. It was so good. Let's take a quick break here, Susha, and then we're going to um, come back and talk about some some mental health things. I'm ready. Be right back. All right, y'all. So we are back here with Susha, and we... Um, I had mentioned that we're going to talk about some some mental health things as an artist. Um, so, Susha, I know we talked earlier about how you feel burnt out sometimes as an artist, and you had shared um, with us what you do to overcome those feelings. 
in your opinion, how important is it uh, for mental health and especially as an artist, you know, how, how important is it to you? Um, so just mental health is a whole, definitely important, but in relation to artistry, um, like just infinitely more so because if you mentally aren't there, then that's not going to carry out through your music. Mm, um, you know, it's like I had mentioned, like before I had an understanding of what mental health could be or is, you know, I, you know, looking back on it now, find that I was mentally either just in the future or I was mentally in the past, you know, reliving a situation. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in that, I suppose I never could be in the moment to see what's going on, Mm -hmm. if you will. Yeah. Um, And I honestly contribute the shutdown to that wake up. Mm -hmm. Um, I have... With your father passing... Well, no, but oh. that too, yeah. Okay. Um, as far as just like the wake up on the first wake up and then, yeah. I see. Okay, yeah, okay. Sorry. I gotcha. I, yeah. I gotcha. But um, I was um, included in this <clears throat> 30-day meditation challenge of mm. um, gratitude. Oh, cool. And I'd never, you know, I thought it was a sham. Like, oh, that's stupid. <laughs> but just really... You know, hyper-focusing in on the message, um, breathing, the music. It was just really, it was really uh, just, you know, it opened up something in me. And I was like, wow, like. That's what I hear from a lot of people who meditate is like something gets opened up. And Mm -hmm. I think it's like because of how crazy the world is and how our brains just go on and on and on yeah when Mm -hmm. we finally like slow down and just not think maybe it's the whole third eye yeah exactly Mm -hmm. but yeah just um and then as you chimed in like my father's death that Mm. was i suppose the final nail oh yeah um that's just the the connectivity that's another thing like Mm. because looking back I've come to the realization that I've always been very distant as a person. And I remember, well, you had said that I was low key, but, um, and and not Mm -hmm. to, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but I think of that in relation to me and I've always just been distant and I've been okay. I was always okay with being distant, Mm -hmm. I guess. And that probably just tied in with the confidence that I didn't think people would want or Mm -hmm. care if I put in the effort to yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, just really waking up to, you know, being, you know, in the moment and, you know, not to be thinking of something in the future if I'm trying to practice because then I'm not fully in it, you know, or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I can't think of words or where I want the direction of my pieces to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and like whenever I would practice in, I was just, you know, not thinking, you know, just void in the head. That's mm-hmm. when I had the best things cause I was mm-hmm. in the moment. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, through trial and error and just, you know, watching educational things. Mm-hmm. And, um, I read a couple of books that I always love self-help books that mm-hmm. you can apply to life. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, coming more to the realization and awakening of all that, Mm -hmm. um, really showed me the true importance of, you know, mental health and the Mm -hmm. shutdown. 
Um, so, yeah. Is this something that um, you've been working on your entire life, or is it something pretty recent? Or was it? I has suppose it been the... recent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is it the wake up, like from the wake up calls that mm-hmm. you had? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, because is, you know, in my younger days, you know, mm-hmm. I was just doing live, mm-hmm. but. It's like it's it's like I said I I wasn't ever woken up or I guess I never realized that you know my actions had connectivities mm. to other things or mm. ripples or butterfly mm-hmm. effects if yeah, you will yeah. of that yeah um which sounds weird when I say it and all but <laughs> I don't know like, no I yeah. get it yeah I mean every everything we do like even and I was listening to this woman Brene Brown today um on the, the audiobook yeah now. yeah it's um she's amazing she's um she's a researcher and she's actually from houston so she's oh, a texan okay. and she was saying something um where it's like those times that we shut down or like shut people out like that's even though we feel like it's for our own good that affects other people mm. you know because they're like they can't reach you like and they're worried about you and then it like just causes yeah. them stress yeah and i have a bad habit of like going mia whenever i'm like overwhelmed and i'm just like yeah i'm just like i don't want to talk to anyone it's not you it's me but mm. people still like you know they still get they affected can portray by it. it their own way like what right. did i do right yeah mm, it's and, a whole thing mm-hmm. yeah and now that you're talking about that i honestly feel like and like i think the thing that started all that is like whenever i had my first crush whenever i was um it was this person it was the first one i'd ever was like totally smitten okay. over uh-huh. how old were you 22 oh my gosh they okay. were like 32 but that, okay. that's that's its yeah. own story i actually talked to her friend shout out jess um <laughs> about this just yesterday uh-huh. And she was like, that's its own red flag. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah, I think because they were not communicative. Mm. And so you were like, I think I, I thought that that was an acceptable behavior because gotcha. they did it. So you were you were trying to talk to them like like yeah. you were, oh, you were yeah. pursuing them. Yeah. OK. And, and not to say it started out that way, mm. but just, you know, it had those hiccup moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just at 22 thought well that's just how it is kind of like in oh, your podcast you had mentioned yes how, with my abusive relationship mm-hmm. like i was like oh that's just normal yeah um, and gosh, obviously whenever i think back it's mm-hmm. like oh no red flags everywhere um, yeah um so that's where i got the inspiration mm-hmm. for two in the morning <laughs> oh interesting mm-hmm. okay that probably didn't make out visually at all. I probably just sort of my oh, yeah. auditorial. Yeah. I know. I'm so, yeah. like, now that I've done a few podcasts, like, whenever people visually do something, I have to be like, so what they just did, by the way, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> do the strings of it. Yeah. Um, interesting. Okay. So 22 was your first crush. Um, how long did it take for you to get over them or get through that situation? Honestly, because, like, it's a whole story in and of itself because we, they would call me at like two in the morning. Oh, oh, hence the name. Okay. And um, <laughs> like we would just talk for hours, like three, four hours. And it was so great, but obviously in the big picture, bad. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until my father's death that that's when we last stopped talking. Oh, wow. Really? Um, which I guess 
that's its own is it grim you life. Kind of like shut down or I think that withdrew? was just the big wake up call. Okay. In its own way, my life is weird. I I yeah, the way <laughs> that I um, register things, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, it's just mm-hmm. sometimes I think back and I'm like, Susha, that's wrong. <laughs> So, you know, we all have those moments and that is okay because we learn some from it. Yeah. So it's okay. It's all our own quirks. So. Yep. Yep. Um, so how do you find balance with everything you have going on? Cause you said you're a, you're number one, a guitarist, singer, songwriter, and you're a substitute teacher. And, you know, I'm sure you do a lot of other things that we don't know about. So how do you find that balance? Um, just to listen to how I feel. Like, my body, how, if I'm tired, not to, you know, go out and do something. Yeah. Just really listen to my body, Uh you know, and if I'm motivated and, you know, I'm going to go for it and stuff. And um, setting, like, writing things down. Mm -hmm. I found if I write it down, I'm more than likely to. Okay, so I'm not trying to diagnose you, but have you thought about ADHD or anything? I have. Because, like, like literally everything you're talking about, like, it's stuff that I found out is kind of, like, ADHD, um... Spectrum. Yeah. And, you know, I recently got diagnosed, and, like, it just, it makes so much sense. Like, whenever I hear other people talk about certain things, I'm like, that's stuff I do, too. Mm -hmm. And I think that is... That's probably, along with depression, that's probably the two biggest things that affect people. Mm -hmm. I could... Yeah. Easily say. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk more Um, about that. But yeah, Yeah. so just listening to my body, um, setting like, mentally like telling myself, accomplish this. Because I'll tell myself I want to do all these things and then I don't do it. (laughs) Right, right. And then that goes to its own vicious cycle. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, just to follow through with things I want to do Mm because, you know, if you don't, you know. And I'm happy. I've, I've, you know, gotten opportunities. Yeah. And oh yeah. You've been doing a lot of shows I, lately. That's I have awesome. Four wow. That is so, so cool. Thank you. Yeah. Is it makes me um? Get have it. you been getting out and like networking with people, or have they been yeah. reaching out to you? Yeah. So I found yeah networking mm-hmm. like that's the biggest thing I found and mm-hmm. um yeah just like I'd said like learning that like that's brought out my confidence mm-hmm. and ooh another thing like not to take what people say with such um, seriousness. Because mm. if you think about it, everything people say are just coming from an opinionated viewpoint. Mm. Obviously, unless right. it's factual, what happened. Right, it's everyone's perspective. Um, mm-hmm. And the sooner you figure that out, the smoother the trail is, you know. Because mm. um, I've always been super sensitive and mm. perhaps just empath. Um or empathy, however you say. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, whenever I chimed in, like, well, it, that's just their, you know, um, oh, what's that thing that they say? They're, um, whenever it's something to help you out, constructional Oh, feedback. constructive criticism. Criti- yeah. Okay. Um, you know, and that's its own thing. Like, if you're going to say something about my music, have it be constructive. Mm. Don't just say, eh, I don't like it, mm. or, you mm. know, have you know, vicious remark, make it yes, constructive. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, cause I remember the one thing and 
somebody said work on your timing Mm -hmm. and that's something I've always been Mm -hmm. because like I'll get into it and just go off and like so um, to time in or go back to what you said I want to work on Uh songwriting and then just to improve all my timing skills okay cool as well so yeah that's great that is great and um okay sorry did we answer how you balance everything Yes, listening to my body if I get tired, and then just making a list to where I okay. will knock it out. Yes, yeah, thank you, yeah. thank you. Yeah. That's okay, I t- tend to go on roller No, you're points. good. It's My medis- medication has worn off for the night, so it's like hard for me to, to focus Super on that. Superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, and what tips do you have for, for, for people, um, you know, to help them find balance and time? with art uh, you know for art with such a busy lifestyle because there's so many so many people I've talked to um who have to work so much of course you know to to live Mm. and they just get tired at the end of the night and they're like I can't do my art because I'm tired just to not lose that sight Mm. I suppose um because if you don't have a sight you don't have something you're working for you know Mm -hmm. um so I would say just not to lose that sight and you know if you lose inspiration you know listen to some music that inspire you like seeing the heart of us event mm. like um i haven't been out to event in a hot second so mm. just seeing that really just light lit yeah. up the fire in me um because just the energy and everything mm. of that show mm. um so yeah don't lose a side and you need to step back and you know, find it again in your own way, you know, you will, and mm-hmm. just keep at it, so, yeah. Nice. And so, what things are you currently working on for your own mental health? Like, are you, are you, you said you're doing meditation, are you still doing that? No. Okay. I do, I go to the gym, I suppose mm-hmm. that would be, um, a big thing. I always good, yeah. try and go to the gym, um, at least five days a week, and That's then. Great. wow do stretching mm-hmm. they have those rollers have you ever mm. i haven't used them but i know what you're talking about yeah i love them mm-hmm. like the first time i used it, it was so painful but ever since i've been okay. like because I, I just put on like classical music uh-huh. when i get to that and i just like you just roll yeah like, it's over so like it's like you, the foam roller right mm-hmm. i got pat one for christmas and we haven't used it yet so yeah try does, it feels good like if you say you have like a sore calf yeah like hold it yeah and then after a bit slowly or however it feels for your body fastly roll it up and stuff and you can get like your whole body on that mm-hmm. your legs your like, yeah and that's good for like uh flexibility is that stretching um or it's is for the muscle muscle okay um so there's like a whole thing i read in on it and I've forgotten, so I won't make a fool of myself. But <laughs> yeah, it definitely helps um, okay. ease the muscle and all that. So cool. I feel like I need that because sometimes I like because of how busy work's been for me. Like I feel like I'm just so tired. Like my legs. Oh, sure. Like just like regularly stretch mm-hmm. and then do the rolling. Mm-hmm. You'd okay. be amazed at how much night and day. So yeah, yeah. nice. And I know you had mentioned, um, you know, things like being more open and not depending on surviving by yourself. What things are you, um, you know, how are you, what things are you implementing to, to do that? Um, I would say on the latter, like you are saying, not to think that I need to have it all on my shoulders mm. and, you know, to reach out to people mm 
perhaps, you know, not go MIA. Mm. Um, it's hard not to, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, uh, you know, not make it all doom and gloom. Mm. Um, you know, try and keep it real and be like, you know, let's just set up a plan. Mm. You know, we're going to start here. We're just boom, boom, boom. Mm. You know, just break it down from there. Cool. So. so it sounds like a lot of your... Um, stuff for your mental health is like kind of just that inner talk like we got this I get get in my head so much Mm -hmm. so just to know that that's just the toxic me or Mm -hmm. however you want to right your inner kind of yeah we all have that negative voice in our heads because and I was listening to Brene Brown and she said that like that's just the culture we're in like it's a shame culture you Mm -hmm. know it's like whenever we do something like I don't know if you've heard people um like a conversation where people are like um sorry I'm going off on a tangent myself no, um, no, yeah <laughs> so like for example I will compliment and I I see this all the time I will compliment someone like for example a client at work and I'll be like I love your nails are so cute and the first thing they say instead of saying thank you so much they actually say oh yeah I need to get them done like mm, people just kind of go straight to the like the negatives interesting. and that's something that like everyone does and I, I've caught myself in the past doing the same thing like someone will say like I love your hair and I'm like oh my gosh it's a mess today but thank you yeah um and it's like why they do don't that? value themselves yeah like why do that to yourself and you know it's I think it's because we're in a culture of like um like we can't love ourselves like loving it, yourself is like arrogant or something mm-hmm. and we're trying so hard to like I know you had mentioned that especially with Instagram filters and stuff mm-hmm. you know with what people are portraying mm-hmm. you as the you know user the one seeing it mm-hmm. you know is getting a, a diluted or wrong wrongful vision of what's actually yeah and so that probably with just the speed of what everything's at mm-hmm. you know ties into that yeah, i was gonna definitely. say that you know because you know everything always stems from something so maybe you know from folks or whatnot but mm-hmm. that's you know, there are probably just so many that ways too. one could look at it yeah so yeah. yeah i mean there's who we are as a person is a compilation of every every single person that we've been around even if they were in our lives for like a day or a week but like once we meet someone they leave some sort of imprint on us you know just even a small comment makes you change how you how you think for sure you know it's great that you um actively make the step to compliment or spread the happy so yeah that should yeah yeah i think we need more of that in the world because it's like what what harm does it do just to like be nice to someone you honestly, know honestly. like it's so Especially easy to be nice nowadays, like on tiktoks the mm-hmm. karens and whatnot and it's just like what is wrong in your world that you're choosing to act like that oh. like mm-hmm. that's how i take it that something's you know yeah like they're overcompensating for their negative life or whatever yeah, they're going yeah, through something they didn't fulfill mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep so I know our, our next topic here, because I asked you to send me this five, uh, five topics you wanted to touch on. You're, the last one that you're like, just miscellaneous stuff, like whatever. <laughs> I never, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I do want to um, just kind of have, you know, a little bit of a, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
like, see, I do the same thing as you where I blank out on the word. <laughs> um, just kind of have, you know, just a, a casual conversation um, about different things. So as far as, you know, I know we were talking about the mental health aspect and everything. And you were talking about how, you know, you kind of go into the whole like self self-survival mode, like where you go off on your own. Do you personally find it easy to connect with people or do you find it a little hard? For sure. Um, and I'm going to chime into how I said, like, in all my school years, um, I was always just talkative. And I think just learning that connectivity, one probably was within me already. But, like, my dad, like, he could come up, go up to anybody mm. and just strike up a conversation. Mm-hmm. And so many people you know I figure out whether it's because they're introverted or something that you know the thought of going up and talking to Mm -hmm. a group of people would Mm -hmm. be petrifying yeah but in my mind I'm like because you can find something to connect with Mm -hmm. you know with anybody Mm -hmm. just find what it is right and go from there and Mm -hmm. like I remember I would get like you know a group of friends like three or four and you know maybe two of them have never met and I walk off and they just sit there doing nothing and I'm like why aren't y'all talking Mm. and to me I'm just like I would think that they would strike up but um yeah I've always just found it easy just find something and connect and so you found it easy so your answer is that um it is pretty easy for you just a matter if I keep it that (laughs) would be okay gotcha maybe because I don't think that they'd care if I Mm -hmm. you know kept with it Mm -hmm. um and that's just probably because I never saw the value in myself um which now yeah I do Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. I'm a freaking rock star (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) and um one thing I've I've been meaning to to ask you and talk to you about is I know you recently came out as non-binary and um you know your pronouns you you go by they them um which that's something that for me I'm still like when I find out a, a friend is is non-binary it takes me a while to like mm. get used to saying they them and the, socially that's probably the whole thing um it's still new to me like I always knew I was off in mm. that respect, if you will, because, mm. um, and I dressed feminine whenever I was younger, probably just because my folks or my mother picked out, mm-hmm. but I don't know, it was just always, because I'm not the most feminine by any means, and um, probably more so a guy in mannerism, respect, and what have you, and so I never had anything to wrap that in like Mm. in a spectrum or whatnot Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and so coming across that um it's very interesting because you know if you look at it from gender everyone states is a social construct where sex that would be the scientific aspect Mm -hmm. male female Mm -hmm. so looking at those two quadrants you know gender being the non-binary um, breaking that apart from the science of sex, um, you know, that's mm-hmm. where that, I don't know why I'm going on a little lecture here. I know you're good. <laughs> but, um. It's for the audience, because so, some people don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it, this is my interpretation as well. Um, so, but finding that, you know, it was like, oh, you know, it's interesting. Because 
you know, gender, they say, is on a full spectrum, mm. like sexuality mm. or whatever. Mm. And so um, it just resonated with me, and I was like, okay. Because I know when people will say she in reference to me, it just feels off. Mm. And not to, you know, be like, ah, how dare you. Mm. Like, I'm not going to blow a pop over it that's not even a quote mm. i butcher <laughs> quotes so much um but you know i'm not gonna get mad mm-hmm. about it but it just it it, it rubbed me weird it's like mm. hmm. it's kind of like that is that's not me in a way yeah like, you're kind of like that doesn't fit who i am yeah. yeah and like i've i've pondered on the trans thing mm. but i wouldn't say i'm fully because that's its own like Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's still like new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so just for now, not to drastically make a call or anything before okay. I'm concrete in the feels of it. Um, that's very fitting and everything. Okay, so, gotcha. So, um, so for you, um, with being non-binary, you're kind of in the in the figuring things out. And, and so another thing, like, I've always been androgynous. Mm-hmm. And I've always, whenever I was younger, I didn't like it, but I, maybe just because I didn't know the full thing that it could be. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, that ties in, I feel, with the non-binary, too, because, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a whole thing. And if, if when I put more thought into it, I'll probably mm-hmm. be able to mm-hmm. elaborate it more articulately. I gotcha. Um, but yeah, how, just, how old were you when you, I guess, started feeling different? Probably middle school, puberty, I suppose. Um, was it just because your wasn't body anything, was changing? Yeah, it wasn't anything like strong, strong, like something's off. Um, but it was just always under, you know, under the mm-hmm. radar. Um, I guess like college or... Yeah, around then. The more whenever I was enlightened into what non-binary or that there's something mm-hmm. other than, um, yeah. There's like one movie actually. It's called Boys Don't Cry, I think. Mm, okay. I could be butchering it. Um, Aaron Hutz actually, mm. uh, we had talked about it and he had said that, and that's a trans mm-hmm. like movie. Um, I'm rambling at this point. What was the connectivity of it? But, like, that was, for me to see that that was a thing, mm-hmm. like, it's like, whoa. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, non-binary is just, from what I've heard and seen of what it is, you know, it's just very interesting. And I've learned tying into education, like, with the kids, like, that mm-hmm. they're so, like, that's just their mindset, mm-hmm. non-binary, mm-hmm. you know, um, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So, it's very interesting um, you know, from a millennial to, I don't even know what generation Gen, they are. Gen, Gen Z. Z. Yeah, yeah. that, you know, they just automatically go to that. Yeah, I'm non-binary, you know, that mm-hmm. sex and gender isn't a unity to them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I find that interesting. Yeah. So They're a lot more progressive than, than a lot of people in our generation these days, like the older millennials. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So. That's so cool. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. I I have, um, I'm a privileged cis woman, I guess, because I've never had um, a thought other than, you know, what my what my gender or what my sex is, gender? 
Suppose gender, yeah. Gender. Well, yeah. I guess it could go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting hearing that. <laughs> I feel yeah. like, and then it's a whole different context, like, do you ever have those moments, like, whenever you're thinking things, you think, everybody must think this. Like, that's kind of what I think. So, uh-huh. hearing that from you, it's just, that's so it's, a, it's just a cool, like, just, um reassurance if I will like everybody has their own like yeah whatever you're thinking isn't automatically yes and that's why like I love asking specifically about things that I don't understand or know which in this case right now is the non-binary um and then my most recent podcast nope the one in December was with my friend Natasha who's a transgender woman so I learned a lot of things from her um, and we've had multiple conversations on, um, her being transgender and like just her world because it's so different from mine. Like, mm. even though we're both women, like she goes through a different thing than me because she's a transgender woman. Yeah. So it's like, we're both women. We both like literally feel like we're women because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm cis. So like my womanhood, like I see her as a woman, but she goes through things differently <laughs> because she hasn't had an operation yet so she's physically you know going on hormones yeah she's she's on hormones but hasn't had the surgery so and that's like a whole um because i've looked into that like mm, i said like dysphoria thing yes yeah so and yeah the mental health and yes because it for trans i can only imagine mm -hmm. and everything like that so and like when i was younger i would hear um from movies like where people are like I'm a man trapped in a woman's body or whatever. And I never really, like, I understood it, but I never... Could envision it? Yes. Like, I was Mm -hmm. like, I I understand that, but I can't understand it. Yeah, I can't put myself in that because I don't have those thoughts. Yeah. So it's just very interesting to hear, like, you know, people like yourself where it's like, I've felt like that since middle school. I'm like, that's so interesting. And I'm just, I'm here living my privileged life of like, yeah, I'm a a girl, I'm a woman, Mm -hmm. and I'm just living my life. Like, a hundred percent, like, I'm female, yeah, Mm -hmm. but just, like, I could see myself as one of the dudes or whatnot, Mm -hmm. more so than, like, um, you know, and maybe it's because I'm just more not femme, too, Mm -hmm. like, there's, like, just a huge There's different spectrums, yeah, Yeah. because, like, you could be, you could be a cis woman and be feminine or not feminine and still, like, be, Yeah. yeah. But in regards to non-binary, like, I definitely would want to be referred to as, like, hey, dude, or hey, man, then, oh, hey, okay. girl. Oh, so you kind of lean more hey, towards queen. the... <laughs> like, I'd rather the other than those. Okay, well, that's good to know, and that's where I love having these conversations. Like, I think it's, it's important. Like nail on a chalkboard. <laughs> that sounds extreme. I cannot hear, like, I can't imagine, even, like, just... Even before us having this conversation, like, yeah, I wouldn't imagine someone being like, hey, girl, how are you? <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to you. To you. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I... I and people do that. And, like, oh, not to... And I'm not, you know, egging yeah. on them because that's their perception. Uh-huh. Like, to them, I'm... I don't even know where I'm trying to go. But, yeah. You know, and, and yeah, and, like... Because I've always just thought I'm androgynous mm-hmm. and, like... You know, and even the way that you speak, like I can see it's, it leans more towards the like, hey dude mm. type of thing. You know, I wouldn't yeah. be like, oh my gosh, girl, I can't believe he did this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, thank you I for sharing had, that like, perspective. Oh, are so no. nice. mm. Yeah, they're fun. <laughs> they got like the spa aspect of that more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the the just like pampering yourself yes. type of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. I just you know it's cool for me to hear so that I can just understand. Yeah, like for I sure. just like understanding things. You won't know until yeah, yeah. For sure. And so, what are your thoughts on the world as a whole? I don't know what that question means, but I know you had at, you had put that in there, so I was like, I okay. think I put that in there in hopes that you would like make that really cool or something. I, I'm just like, I was thinking too. I was like, okay, they put this here, and I'm like, uh, I'm gonna see where they're trying to go, so I'm just gonna do it verbatim. Um, so I'm just gonna go. Okay, so with my father's death, we've really gone on that a lot. But yeah. that I mean, was it's the a first, big deal, so... Yeah. yeah, that was my first, like, close death. And, like, with that and just seeing how it affected my mother and stuff, mm-hmm. he... Um, so, a little history about him. He was always in the hospital just because mm-hmm. nothing, like, major or anything, but, you know, he'd fall, broken mm-hmm. bone. He always had kidney stones. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, in the latter of his life, he didn't talk much. And... He was always glued on his phone. Mm. I always make the joke to my mom. I was like, you know, if y'all had phones, y'all would have never married. Yeah, mm. yeah. But, um, so we never connected. Okay. Like, to the same level that my mom and I do. Oh, okay. Um, you know, are. And, you know, it's sad. You know, mm. I would have loved to, have, you know, know what kind of person he really was mm. and whatnot. And music was always our thing. Like, mm. that's what we connected on. Okay. Did, did he play or sing? He played trumpet, actually. Oh, cool. Um, and he tried to teach me some. And again, mm. I just wasn't at that pursuing. Mm. Um, I definitely would love to pick it up. Mm. Um, so... Um, but yeah, so the death of that, that just really showed me that, you know, I need to work on building connectivity memories, um, you know, and just with where we are as a whole, it's just so, one thing I was going to say, um, one question that, or statement is that have, like some philosophers said, do we have as people free will or are we living a predestined mm, life? Mm-hmm. And so I always love to go back on mm-hmm. that. And so just, you know, thinking that question, whatever perspective you want, and just, you know, really being awake to see, you know, how your interactions with people, how that dominoes into life. And if you, you know, it's literally like the game of life when you Mm. think about it and I don't know life is just so interesting people have always intrigued me Mm -hmm. um you know as far as you know mental health they Mm -hmm. choose to acknowledge it um you know why do things happen Mm -hmm. you know if no I won't get religious I've always heard don't ever talk politics religion or what is it like sex or something else yeah yeah um but yeah just the world has always intrigued me so much. I've always just been so inquisitive and just ask, ask, ask mm-hmm. questions. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's just the death and everything. It just really was like, mm-hmm. made me think like life really, truly doesn't have any rhyme or reason. You're just mm-hmm. doing it and, you know, just make good decisions, mm-hmm. you know, have karma come back at you with that. However you 
decide mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So it's just really just, yeah, life as a whole is just, right now with where I am, I've just really been tuned in with, you know, don't just be a homebody and mm -hmm. shut out the world and just do music on your own. You have to work with people, mm -hmm. learn from, build a connectivity and... Mm -hmm. Um, I've been more active on, you know, social media, yeah. yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And really just know that people care mm -hmm. and, you know, um, hold on to that value of myself. So, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love yes, that yes. all because I have definitely been through that too. So I completely understand. It's like, it's like whenever, and I don't know if it's, be, um, I, I can't speak for you, but for me it's because like, I felt like literally a foreigner here because I was mm. that I never felt connected to really anybody because of the um, just the cultural differences like even with um, Asians uh, my friends that were Asians when um, I was younger they like I couldn't really connect with them even though like they were also Vietnamese they were born here so the way they grew it was different than me mm. and so yeah I always felt kind of that disconnect and it was just easier for me to like not try as much to like make friends because I was like I don't think anyone's gonna get me. Well, I put into yeah, but but I will say in the past <coughs> few years, thankfully with this um, the Arlington art community that we have, I feel like you know a lot of people in this community really do care about each other. Hmm. Just not even just in the like art level, but like personally Person, too. Yeah. So you know it shows that like it's not just face value yeah. they're really true yeah genuine. and like mm -hmm. it's hard for me to like call people friends because <laughs> i can i you're so, gasping <laughs> yeah so i remember it was actually at the last rvc event mm -hmm. um you were doing the doors mm -hmm. and while on the exterior you were really bubbly and everything mm -hmm. something in your eyes just screamed panic like you were just very scattered maybe it was over oh, yeah. since it was a lot going on that day for me yes and uh -huh. so it was just and not to you know bash you yeah, anyway but it was just interesting to tune in on that mm -hmm. like you you know that's just what you were mentally going through and yeah but yeah, yeah. to know that other people probably tuned in on that and, mm -hmm. you know, like, hey, you're okay. Yeah, yes, yes. So, yeah, definitely. And I've been a lot more comfortable with, like, telling people, like, I'm going through it. You know, I'm, mm. I don't want to talk today because, like, with my, um, you know, with Lottie, Manny, and Chaz, like, I feel like I felt like... I always had to put on a certain persona, especially when I'm hosting. Like a showcase. Yeah, and sometimes it gets tiring. And I think that was the first RVC where, like, I had just started my medication with um, for okay. ADHD. Um, and I'm still kind of learning how my body is affected to it hmm. um, or affected by it. But, like, at the end of the night, like, how, where, how I'm feeling right now. Like, I take it usually in the morning at, like, um, 8 or 9 a.m., Mm -hmm. And by like six or seven, like I have a crash. Hmm. And so is it that's, just like a once a day kind of pill, or yeah, it's okay. once a day. Um, and I, I have a crash, and I feel like I can't like. What think. does it do? Like boost serotonin or some kind of chemical in your body? Or um, I don't know the exact. 
thing that it does. I think it's dopamine. Dopamine. Um, okay. But it it's basically to help you focus, like kind of stay on track more. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what all it does. I just know like how it makes me feel. And I like it because I can actually sit down and like get things done. Mm, you know? Sure. Not be scattered. Not be scattered. Because whenever I get scattered, I feel overwhelmed. Mm. Um, but I was, I had a crash that, that night and I was just kind of like tired and, I, and it was a stressful day because something happened, but we were all like, we were all kind of not, oh, yeah. not there. Like Manny forgot his amp. So he had something to go home. Something in the universe. It Sometimes was. that happens. Like that's another thing. I think it was the retrograde is what Chaz said. I think there was oh, a yeah. retrograde going on. That's mm-hmm. what I want to learn about retrogrades too. Yeah. Like that's so, it's kind of like astrology. Like, it, yeah, it is. It's I love it. it. But whenever I read it, it's like so vague. It could be applicable to anyone. Because yeah. I'm a very realist Oh, okay, person. okay. Gotcha. And so, like, I love... Like, I'll still read it, but uh-huh. I'm like... You're kind of, like, skeptical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, that night was weird. And we all, like, all four like were, the like... the universe. Yeah. It was just a strange night. It was a hmm. great night, but overall... And I know you had fun because you were drinking. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, um, the friend that came, mm-hmm. he was a teacher, oh, or cool. he is a teacher mm-hmm. at a middle school that I was at for like a whole week, mm-hmm. and it was mead that I was drinking, and mm-hmm. whenever I was younger, I had like a total drinking phase, mm-hmm. borderline alcoholic, wow. but like not how really. Young, like underage, young? No, 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 just young as far as like 22, or okay. you know, and I always say it's because I'm Russian, and that's just something yeah. I feel like is ingrained in that culture. I gotcha. <laughs> um, but he just kept buying, and I was like, oh. no. and I didn't know how strong it was because yeah. I would only usually have, yeah, yeah, I'd always just have one. And I'm yeah. like, I'd never feel it. Uh huh. And like, <sighs> I'm glad you had fun. Like it was really cool. You know, you were kind of in your own thing, yeah. and I was like, because where I was at mentally, like, and I love that you like notice it too. Because I was just kind of. I felt there. like I could see you looking at me. Because when I get in a point mentally where I just don't care, uh-huh. like I'll just be in my own. Like, yeah, yeah, and maybe that's just okay. So last carry off. I'm sorry. You're I feel good. like I'm rambling. <laughs> You're good. Like in Russian documentation, I had found medical. Uh, they said that they thought that they'd found um signs of several palsy oh wow um which you know was i won't say a fluke but perhaps miss um words what are they misdiagnosed oh okay, okay, okay um so sometimes like i'll know like especially whenever i'm doing that i'm like is that some kind of like cerebral palsy thing is that what you're thinking yeah i don't know if it's cerebral palsy or just some other undiagnosed or maybe i'm just putting thought into something that's Mm. not even a thing Mm -hmm. um but yeah i was like really into it and i felt like i could feel you looking over like no no you're good (laughs) (laughs) and i i didn't care about yeah 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 i was like i was looking because i was like oh my gosh she's having like or sorry okay see i wanted to say because like with this like i'm Mm -hmm. cool with you saying she i don't Mm -hmm. know i guess it's the context it's weird it's like i said i'm still trying to like i i for me like i always have to correct myself because if i'm putting in my head like they go by them they them then i need to make sure i'm right like, like for my i'm own okay thing. with that she though okay i don't know it's weird it's like like in, in that moment context. just now oh interesting like just this interview like i'm fine with you saying mm. that but it's i don't know it's weird i'm mm. still like so kind of yeah yeah well we're both learning then <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah so. that's cool mm. um was there anything else that you wanted to to mention before we kind of close out 
Um, never give up. Mm-hmm. Um, stay persistent. Mm-hmm. And be in the moment. I don't know. Yeah, those are great words of yeah. advice. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for sharing everything. Like you, we have gone through. I feel like a lot your... of it I repeated or went back. No, it's, <laughs> yeah, no, it's good because repetition is key to implementing. So you're good. Um, yeah, I feel like we definitely went through like almost your entire childhood. So thank you for sharing all of yeah. that. That was really cool. It was a nice therapy session. Yeah, exactly. Us, yeah. Exactly. Um, so before we close out, I have a couple more questions I want to ask. Um, what words of advice would you give to your younger self? Not to care about what people think. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess tie in, don't be a people pleaser. Mm. Um, and just, yeah, no, don't care what people think. Because once yeah. you stop caring what people think mm. or having that worry, mm. you're so strong. Yes, exactly. You're strong. Exactly. Yeah. And where can we find you on social media? Yeah, so for all platforms, it's uh, SU, S H. I A mm-hmm. underscore, mm-hmm. which is my first name, Susha. Mm-hmm. And every time I perform, I say mm-hmm. it's like sushi, S U S H I, put the A after underscore. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that is the handle to look up. Nice. And that's for TikTok as well? Yes. Because I know you recently made a TikTok. <laughs> I did. I, I wanted Have you posted to. posted anything yet? I actually posted that one clip that you got of me. Oh. I shouted you out. Oh, you and Lottie. Cool. Nice. It has 934 views. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, Susha underscore. If you can't find that, then just my first last name, mm. Susha Lancaster. Lancaster. That's probably for Facebook, so. Okay. Yeah. And um, I know you mentioned you have a few shows coming up, so yes. can you tell us about them so people can can come out and support you for sure for sure so um rvc mm. obviously at the end of the month mm-hmm. even though it's an open mic mm-hmm. i'm still counting it as a gig because yeah whenever i was first starting out mentally i was like it's just an open mic it's Aww. not a gig and my uh-huh. friend was like open mic or not that's a gig Aww. and so rvc but as far as like legit legit gigs mm-hmm. um i have so march 5th um the night is called Nymph Night, mm-hmm. which I looked up, and that's like a, like a little fairy. God. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. And um, so totally pumped. Looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. I'll be the headliner. Nice. Um, March 12th, mm-hmm. the Grackle Art Gallery. Okay. Mm-hmm. Be doing a set there. Um, March 18th, which is a Friday of spring break, mm-hmm. I'll be at the Howling Mutt. Ooh. Um, and that's in Denton. Oh, wow. And then awesome. I have one in the works for April, but I don't know. Okay. That's not set. Okay. So cool. I've been really just trying to be um, proactive yeah. and reaching out. That's wow. a pain in the ass. Like, you have to, you know, figure you're not going to hear back and mm-hmm. you just have to. Have to keep going. Yeah. yeah. And like open mics, that's been a great thing as far as like um, getting opportunities and networking. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So. That's awesome. I'm yeah. so proud of you. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. And um, let's see here. What is your Cash App Memo so people can support you if, you, if they like? Do you yeah. have Cash App Memo? I have Cash App. So that one is the dollar sign and then my first name, one, mm-hmm. the number one mm-hmm. after it. Susha one? Yes. That's it? Okay. I'm pretty sure. Let me double check. Your name is very unique. 
So that's actually the... Look at that. I have $4 in here. <laughs> I'm banking. So there you go. Um, yeah, Susho one. Okay. Um, that's actually an American Russian. Because oh, cool. my full Russian is Ksenia Anastasia How cool. Oh my gosh, I love it. Like, I freaking I love... wish I'd kept it because as a kid, I always hated it, especially... Like, oh, you I got it, it. yeah. Because mm. as a kid, I hated it in the yearbook. Oh, it took up yeah. A whole, and just now, I'm like, it, it's it is great, but that's you still know. your name, though. Yeah, like oh, yeah, even though sure. it's not quote unquote legally your name, you can still you yeah, can still claim I that. Could. Yeah. yeah. So that's my so parents cool. came up with the susha. I don't know how. <laughs> I'm like, where did that? That's yeah. why I always say it's like okay. Sasha, but susha. Oh, okay. It's people it's are always unique. like sushia. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought it was when we first met. <laughs> so, I'm not so even cool. phased anymore. Though, <laughs> yeah. All elementary and like school. <laughs> I understand. People butchered my name too, so I get it. <laughs> we unite on that pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, thank you so much again for for speaking with me today. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been awesome, you know, just getting to know you more. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And everyone out there listening, please go follow Susha and their work on social media and make sure to stream their music i don't know if you have um actually it's only on youtube on but YouTube. i want to that's gonna be a thing that mm-hmm. i do like having- whether i set up a home studio mm-hmm. setup mm-hmm. anymore these days people do that right. you, it's like an arm and a leg to go to a studio yeah, and i'm like that is yeah so but all in due time for that's spotify awesome. music yeah we'll be we'll be on the lookout for it and everyone out there, be sure to like, rate, and subscribe to Tape This. And stay tuned for our next episode in March with Emeterio Draven, who's also a musician. So super excited for that. And as always, y'all, stay safe and spread love and light anywhere you can. Bye. Woo, goodbye. <laughs>